0: (laughs) Welcome to the Screens from the Basement podcast with Sam and Casey
1: This is a bi-weekly horror podcast in which two horror fans discuss all things horror Including news, recent watches, horror collectibles, and more
0: I'm one of your co-hosts, Malachi
1: And I am Isaac And we are feeling like freaks on a leash today, guys Doom bop, doom bop, (laughs) daido
0: Yeah, this is going to be a weird episode, guys. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's exclusively
1: about that time that I saw corn when I was like 14.
0: It is about the the delicious and nutritious vegetable, corn. It is a staple of our Iowan diets that we grew up on, and that is all we are going to talk about. Yeah.
1: Corn on the cob. Corn on not the cob. Cream corn. Cream corn,
0: popcorn,
1: popcorn, uh, corn that you find in your poop.
0: Yep, lots of that. <laughs> corn, the band, all of it. We're talking it. Yep, Sam. What was your what was your what's your corn concert experience?
1: Um, it was a festival, it was Laser Fest. Do you okay. remember when Laser Fest was a thing? Uh uh-uh. oh, so 10 something the laser from uh it's like the rock station in des moines
2: okay. they used
1: to hold like an annual rock fest and i only went one year and it was the year corn headlines yeah and they were great i got my ass kicked in the mosh pit though like in in like all the opening bands it was it was a crazy day like i I was exposed to so much. A 15-year-old me was very naive before that concerts. <laughs> it was like a mini Woodstock. It was great. You were, um, <laughs> a, freak,
0: you were a freak off the leash. That. I
1: was, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, corn rules, actually. Corn um, does they, rule. They're They're great live. So uh, if you ever get a chance to see them, I highly recommend it. Uh, Jonathan Davis is just, he's an insane vocalist.
0: I was just going to say, him. are they still together? Because I know he was yeah. doing the solo stuff, too.
1: Yeah, no, they're still they just put out an album I think last year that actually okay. kicked a lot of ass. Like their new so his, stuff is their new stuff is actually like staying pretty consistently good. Um I like it a lot.
0: His his solo stuff is pretty good.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. I loved when he uh like I love their dubstep record where they just like did a whole bunch of collabs with like dubstep artists. They have like 3 songs on there with Skrillex. It's it's a weird album, but
0: I love it. Skrillex, oh my god, that's a name. Skrillex, I heard man, in a long time.
1: Oh, I still listen to Skrillex. I dig it.
0: Skrillex does rule.
1: Yeah. Bangarang,
0: bang-a-rang is a banger.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: So we're gonna keep talking some uh, two thousand and eleven music here uh, with corn and Skrillex. <laughs> no, we're yeah. gonna go ahead.
1: i don't have anything
0: i'm waiting for you to throw like this this most random name out of your 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 hat that that i haven't heard in over a decade
1: oh no we will be talking about some prime time afi like we're talking 2006 afi a little later in this episode okay but that's not a weird that's not a deep poll everybody knows afi especially afi 2006
0: everybody knows i don't know who that is sam
1: afi Miss Murder?
0: Okay. I know that song. Okay. <laughs> also, I, I like. legitimately did not listen to any new music until like 2009.
1: Ah, okay. That yeah. makes a little more sense. Yeah. That yeah. A lot of things with you make sense now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a music junkie. I have been since before I was even a movie junkie. My, so. m-
0: my musical taste came from... Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Sports Games, and that's...
1: That's fair. Both of those were big parts of mine, too, but also Saturday Night Live, which is how I found AFI, actually.
0: Or (laughs) wrestling. I listen to a Mm. a lot of wrestling music.
1: Yep, yep.
0: For sure. Anyway, uh, let's get to the... (laughs) to introducing the topic for this episode 5 minutes into the show we are we are we we feel like a bit of a uh, bit of outlanders here yes. kicking off the show yes we are talking children of the corn children
1: of the corn
0: specifically we're talking children of the corn 1 2 and 3 the i guess original trilogy i don't ever hear anyone refer to this as no. a trilogy besides the the Arrow Video box set,
1: yeah, which and it,
0: as a trilogy.
1: Frankly, you could watch any of these movies in any order, and they'd make about the same amount of sense as they do in order. Yes, they're not very connected, no. but yeah, we watched all three of them, um, and it was. I'm I'm very excited to talk about this trio of movies.
0: Yeah, I'm super pumped. I I I have a deep history with the first Children of the Corn. Yeah, the two and three I have not seen uh, until this episode. I think the same was for you. You had not seen yep. two or three either.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, we'll talk a bit more when we get to the to, to our actual main topic of, of Children of the Corn. I'm excited to talk about these. Uh, shout out to our buddy Blake Ginnethan for his suggestion yeah. on doing the Children of the Corn. Originally, we were going to do the entire Children of the Corn series I think. It was, was <laughs> yeah, that at least in the discussion for your
1: message was when are we covering children of the corn on the podcast and you meant the franchise i knew you meant the franchise and we were in a group chat with blake which rarely happens we don't typically pitch ideas with blake like no. in a chat with blake but it ju- it was just meant to be this time around because i was like i there's no way i'll like I'll jump out a window if you make me watch like nine (laughs) children of the corn movies in two
0: weeks. (laughs) No, he he suggested let's break it into chunks. And that's exactly what what we're going to do.
1: And it worked perfectly because literally so most of our listeners probably know this show. But our Colors of the Dark, Rebecca McKendry, has recently been talking about this because it was recommended to her. And that's, I, it, it but children of the corn three urban harvest is kind of the reason that I told Casey, I'm like, let's do the first three because I really wanted to watch three. And now that I've watched the first three, I think I'm, I think I'm good for a little while <laughs> children of the corn,
0: but oh yeah, we're not doing the, <laughs> the other ones for a while. No, no, no
1: it's going to be a while before we do another children of the corn episode, but uh, yeah, I had a. I will say I had a surprisingly good time with these three movies. Uh, yeah, and we'll get into that more later. But yes, yes. Uh, shout out to uh, Colors of the Dark. Elric and Rebecca are awesome. Um, they are. I always, I always find new stuff to watch with them. So Including this episode, children, I guess... Children is, of the Corn 3. Yeah. So this episode is partially inspired by Rebecca McKendry. Thanks, Rebecca. If you're listening, Thanks. I hope Thanks. you are. Dr. Rebecca, <laughs> Dr. Rebecca McKendry. Jesus
0: Christ. Christ. come on, Sam.
1: She's got a Ph.D. and she's a badass. Yes.
0: Ph.D. in horror, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I hear her mention, a quick, quick aside, anytime I hear her mention that, it always reminds me of when I was in school, I had a professor and her last name was Frankenstein. Legit. What? She married into the name Frankenstein and she also had her doctorate.
1: That is Her awesome. name was
0: Dr. Frankenstein.
1: That is so. That's dope. awesome, right? That's incredible. No one
0: ever believes me when I say that e- either, but it's true, Doctor. That's awesome. What did what professor. did
1: uh, what did she uh, what did she profess?
0: She was like more of like a counselor.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Cool, yeah. Cool. That's yeah. awesome, dude.
0: It is awesome. Know what else is awesome, Sam? What? Casey's toy box. Let's get to yeah. it. All right. The first thing, we got a pretty heavy set of killer clown related products that we're going to be talking about. But before we get to those, first up, uh, this is from Spirit Halloween, a favorite of ours. We're going to be oh, there yeah. as soon as it opens. Before we get to that, Sam, when does when does when does Halloween season start?
1: Halloween season starts in April, dude. Oh okay. <laughs> Halfway <down. laughs>
0: um, For but, me, go ahead.
1: But I'm starting to ramp up already. Yeah. I've been making pumpkin spice chai tea. <laughs> I've been like, I yeah. I've been, yeah. I've been wearing like the pumpkin carving shirts and stuff. Like Maria, it was funny. She came home the other day and she was like, Oh, you're like, you're like all Halloween out. Cause I did. I had my like Sam mug with full of pumpkin spice tea. I had like my Elvira carving a pumpkin shirt on. I had like my Michael Myers socks. Like I was all in. It's that time, baby.
0: (laughs) July 5th. Okay. Special start for me because 4th of July is kind of the last holiday you have. And then there's nothing Mm. really like through the rest of July, August, September.
1: That's true. June to July 5th is usually like, I'm shocked that in my recent watches, I do not have any shark movies. Because this yeah, is usually where I pick up on like shark movies and that type of thing.
0: So I think the the cor- the Children of the Corn trilogy fits in that summer. They got that summer vibe.
1: They do, but also Urban Harvest is going to be a a yearly Halloween rotation for me from now on. I don't know why that movie gave me Halloween vibes.
0: I got we'll Halloween vibes it. from a different one. We'll talk about
1: it. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's share this this first piece oh.
1: here. Hey, Boris.
0: Hey, there he is. This this is not Boris here on, on, no. on any of these. What are these called again? Uh, uh horror babies. Is horror what babies, I think which yeah. are a Spirit <laughs> Halloween exclusive. Um, we have Sam from Trick or Treat, Pennywise from the 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 newer Pennywise its adaptations, yep. OG Leatherface and Ghostface.
1: <laughs> okay, Leatherface is legitimately cute.
0: He is. He'll eat like, your face, but he is cute.
1: He is like Sam kind of already has always looked like a baby doll. You know, he's kind
0: of got a little tummy though. So that makes him even. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
1: And then the little ghost face is adorable too. He Ghost face actually reminds me of the stay puffed marshmallow man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) Anyway, it's just, just fucking creepy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Almost more creepy as a baby, actually.
0: So this is kind of the, the, the staple of spirit Halloween I've noticed Mm -hmm. recently Especially Sam's like babies. No, the, the, these characters.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel sure.
0: like every year we usually get a lot of trick or treat, get a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Leatherface a little less, but he's still always there. Especially still there. The original, original Texas Chainsaw Masker, Leatherface. And then Ghostface is always a staple of, of spirit.
1: Yeah. And then Tim Burton movies.
0: And then, yeah, <laughs> my, my, my boy, uh, Freddy Krueger kind of gets left in the dust
1: yeah so does jason although jason has some like jason usually gets more
0: he gets the signage a lot
1: yeah he gets the signage and i guess they do do like a lot of like camp counselor and like jerseys and stuff for that yeah whereas the most you really get from elm street is you get a fedora a glove and a sweater each year
0: (laughs) that's about it yeah no these look cool these look these look fun i'm not going to be picking any of them up they're not my nah brand of i guess of what I want to collect. I there
1: guess. there are people that go ape for those babies though, like the demon yeah. babies and all that. Um on some of the Spirit Halloween fan groups I'm in, because that's how Spirit Halloween dedicated I am. Mm-hmm. I, um, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> we uh yeah. I've seen I've seen people share like their their baby collections that are just the baby decorations from Spirit. And it's creepy, dude. Like they have some good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of good stuff that they're getting at Spirit,
1: uh, this is going to
0: be a Spirit exclusive Funko Pop, which is killer clowns from outer space. It features the scene where Shorty pops out of the pizza boxes and cotton candy guns uh, some some chick answering the door. Uh, This looks incredible. These are awesome.
1: I'm not going to lie. I had not seen this particular one until you just pulled oh, it up. really? It made me so giddy. Like that's 100% going on my shelf this, yeah. this fall. Oh my God.
0: I have the, the four that have been released. There's so many more than four. The first four that they released. Um, yeah. And they've started to release like the VHS looking ones um, that mm-hmm. come with a single Funko. I think shorties with those.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: And then they released, like, the Blacklight versions, too. I don't have any of the... Actually, no, I do have I have one of those that I got a Spirit last year. Um, but, yeah, definitely going to be picking this one up. Um, and then there is two more that I will share here in a second.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I love... So, I don't buy a whole bunch of Funko Pops, especially not now. Like, I've just been... I don't have the space. I don't really have the funds. But, like... There are certain ones that I make exceptions for. And yeah. the pizza box shorty in the pizza boxes is an exception worthy one.
0: Yeah. The killer clowns ones seem to be my exception as of late. I don't usually collect them unless they're like super dirt cheap, or I'm like, yeah, there's no I'm not gonna get another toy of like <laughs> Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore, so I need <laughs> to get them in Funko form. Uh same yeah. with Kill- killer killer clowns. These look the best. I know um, is it Mezco? The the ones that are doing the uh like they're kind of like the throwback action figures.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like,
0: they sell them at Walmart. They look terrible. They're awful. Yeah.
1: I, I know yeah. which ones you're talking about.
0: Yeah. They sell those too for killer clowns, and they look t- I have one and it looks terrible. And I'm like, I'm not buying any more of these. But yeah. this one here on the screen is uh Fatso. Yep. With with the Valentine's box and the cotton His candy puppet. gun with the puppet. Incredible! This looks awesome.
1: Yep. Oh man, the clowns, like the killer clowns, just lend themselves well to like a Funko Pop design. I feel mm-hmm. like they're yep. just they're very bright and colorful, and they're cartoonish, and yeah. it translates really well to Funko Pop, much better than something like when they tried to do the Twenty One Jump Street Funko Pops, and it just looked like the same Funko Pop, but one was a half inch taller.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, and here's the last one which is the, yes. the the popcorn kind of demon demon looking uh, killer clown that comes oh, out God. of the popcorn. Uh, also ja- the Jack attack that we talked about from demonic toys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, this rules. I, I love killer clowns. It's one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time. Um, I don't know. These, these all might end up on my shelf by the end of the season. If, yeah. uh, yeah. I I really I really like all of those. I think they're great.
0: Yeah. We're going to be there. Uh I mean, I think last year we did. We were we were at Spirit Opening Day, right?
1: We were. You yes. texted me. Yeah. And within about 10 minutes of you texting me, we were both in that store.
0: Yeah. So I think <laughs> let's 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 do the same this year. Maybe yeah. we'll film something there or at least take a picture or something. Yeah. To commemorate it was her. even like
1: a soft open they hadn't announced it on the website i think you just yeah. like you heard from
0: someone. i heard from a friend friend of the show uh pocahan joe that's
1: right yeah Gethila yeah joe,
0: pokemon joe yeah uh yep. he, he he had he had shared i think because i think he he vlogs he know, from
1: there a lot he yeah.
0: vlogs from there a lot and i think he knows the manager there so i'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna be be looking at joe's facebook again and instagram yeah. to see see when it opens
1: 100 because all it took was you texting me dude i think spirits open and i think i just texted you i'm on my way
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. we literally like pulled up at the same time yeah yeah
1: Yeah. it was great it was great yeah all right nothing like nothing like spirit halloween on opening day
0: it's the best spirit's the best it's our favorite store it should just be open year round but i think that just makes makes the excitement for it uh even more grand
1: yeah, it makes it special. yeah. Oh, all right. Casey, you don't have so, anything yeah, in the show notes, but I'm gonna ask you anyways. what have you been dooby doing?
0: I know I'm te- i'm I'm so ill prepared. I don't have that much um besides the children of the corn, so that's good. That's fair. I know you have a lot so we'll get to what I you're to do. be doing. I'll be quick with a couple of mine. I watched another one of those lifetime true crime <laughs> movies. Okay. Uh, we watched Girl in the Box from 2016. Uh it is it is again based on a true story, which is the <laughs> it's the tagline for the movie, based on a true story clever uh, it, it's about, uh it's about it's about this wo- woman this young woman who is abducted by this couple and held captive um for years and years and years um and she's basically forced to be a slave to this couple even mm. while they have a child in the house and everything uh I've heard some of I think I've heard like a podcast or something on this true crime story anyway okay. this one isn't like this one isn't as entertaining as the last one I talked about. The I think it's Girl in the Shed, clever titles. Um, that one at least had a a pretty bonkers Ben Savage performance.
1: Uh yeah. yeah. You to- I remember you talking about that one. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: this one has a pretty standard like TV movie performance. Like they're not bad. They're all pretty good. It has some pretty good direction, but it feels very much exploitative and not in the in a good way. Gotcha. Where, yeah, it's less about the the actual girl who's been captured in her life. It's more about this deranged couple that took her, and it's like I don't want to watch. This isn't fun. And if I want to hear the story, the actual story, I'll just listen to a true crime or watch a documentary. I don't need to see it. Yeah, player. I don't know how you feel about true crime, but like I feel it's kind of gross when you when it, when it's actors portraying the characters rather than just telling the true to life yeah. story via documentary or podcast.
1: I mean, we when we did true crime movies on on backlot which that was that was a heavy month. <laughs> that was a, tough, that that was was a, a heavy was a, tough month.
0: Yeah, that was a really that, tough,
1: I think yeah. I think that was the month that made us stop it, right? Like <laughs> that was that was the turning point, right? Where we were just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um no. I'm just messing. That's that's a bad joke. But um,
0: no, it's true. It took a lot out of us, though. Like, it's, it it's hard to watch that many. We watched like some high caliber. Yeah. True crime movies.
1: I mean, we watched some good ones. We watched some bad ones, too, but we watched some good ones. Yeah. But it was just it was it was a lot. And we kind of talked a little bit about that. Like, I mean. True crime is a little gross to me, and I think it's more the culture around it more so than like the stuff itself like it's like it's okay to like tell these stories and, yeah. and and bring awareness to them but like when you have people that are like wearing t-shirts with like serial killers on the mm-hmm. and, and like yep. stuff like yep. that like there's just buying, there's a, like
0: action figures of like yeah ted bundy and it's like and Ooh, like Ooh, that's gr- that's gross and i and i we say that as people who have like michael myers and freddy krueger on our shelves yeah fictional characters yeah the difference stories
1: if i'm walking down the street in the michael myers tea i am never gonna run across the mother of someone that michael myers murdered yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like there there's there's just a uh, i don't know it's it's weird like the 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 overlap between horror and true crime is just an interesting one to me because I know that for a lot of people, they go hand in hand. And for me, I'm not a, I'm not a huge true crime fan. If I am true crime, it's usually like a true crime podcast. um, And it's gotta be tastefully done. There are ones that are not, Um, or it's like, or it's a book. Like I loved, well, I think it was called the, I think it was just called the devil's Knot, the one about the West Mm -hmm. Memphis three. Mm -hmm. That book is incredible. You know, like and, and that book did so much for those three teenage like there's good true crime. Yeah. You just you gotta get past kind of like the, the exploitative and icky stuff yeah. sometimes. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, moving on. Let's talk about a different true crime. The <laughs> Flash 2023. Um, this movie was a crime against humanity. Anyway, uh <laughs> We're not talking about The Flash.
1: I was about to say, I don't even know why you brought that
0: up. Because it was my transition into a more lightheartedness, you know? <laughs> throwing babies into microwaves. That's lighthearted. Um...
1: <laughs> what movie is this? Oh, my the, God. F-
0: the Flash!
1: What? Yes!
0: Spoilers for The Flash, but within the Ugh. first 10 minutes, Ezra Miller puts a baby into a microwave to save it. And it is the... the yeah. Anyway, moving on. I thought you had That's heard that. That's the
1: first thing anybody has said that has made me even remotely interested in that
0: movie, actually. Oh, the babies look awful. The babies look, the babies look awful. Like, if you thought the baby in uh, American Sniper looked fake, wait till you see these.
1: Oh, the baby in American Sniper was fake. Wasn't it just a doll?
0: It was a doll. These yeah. are the
1: worst. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: These look like someone tried to CGI a baby doll. Anyway, uh, That's exciting. let's get into something I love to talk about. Full moon, baby. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I watched the 1998 David Dakota movie uh, Shrieker, which has been mm. on my full moon watch list for a while. Uh, this is about a two headed creature who attacks these people who live uh, in this abandoned hospital. It's very much a similar premise to Castle Freak except in this in shrieker you don't get to see a lot of the shrieker it's like the opening and the end of the movie okay very very cheap movie also it's very weird why the people are in this hospital it's a bunch of college students and they're literally squatters in this abandoned hospital and it's set up in the beginning of the movie that they're all there because it's free and It's like, how are you going to college if you can't afford to literally live in anywhere and you have to squat in an old abandoned hospital?
1: Casey, this is semantics. They have to be in the house and they have to have a way to get them in there. So that's true.
0: It's a David Dakota movie. <laughs> I can't give it too much, too much crap. It's this one's fine. I don't love I didn't love Shrieker. It's not it's not a standout in Full Moon or even David Dakota's uh directorial efforts it's 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 worth a watch if you're interested it at least has a cool creature design he's always cool uh perry shen who was in the hatchet movies uh he this is one of like his first movies he's a ton of fun to watch in it he's okay. not in it enough i wish he was the lead but he's pretty fun to watch okay yeah i think that's it for movies let me let me let me oh no there's one more and we'll talk there's about one it more we, we'll get it when we get to yours I'll okay. use that as the transition. Uh I have one more thing uh to to throw in here, keeping on the full moon train. I'm throwing some books in here.
1: Hey, cool. I have books too.
0: Yeah. Comic <laughs> comic books to be specific. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh I went to our 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 local comic book store, Rainbow Comics, and literally yeah. probably bought all their full moon comics. Uh this is this first one is from from the original run of uh, the puppet master series it is puppet master uh children of the puppet master
1: oh my god that's awesome
0: it takes place i like within the timeline of one and two it even has an advertisement for puppet master three
1: that's rad
0: um there are some gratuitous sex scenes in this even more so than the first two puppet master movies and they show okay. it i'm like oh my god that's kind of nuts to see in a comic book. It, that one's <laughs> that one's fine. It's a it's a fine story. It basically tells part of the first movie within the first half of the book and then tells its own original story after that. Okay. The original story is more interesting. Okay. Uh this is a newer puppet master. It's just called Charles Band's Puppet Master.
2: Okay. I bought it. Okay. It was
0: issue number 4. And I don't have the first 3. I read it anyway. It was fun. It's about yeah, the, yeah. It's it's the puppets attacking people. It's fun. the The one I'm super excited about, though, and I don't I don't know if you've seen this movie. Have you seen Doll Man? I, I talked, have
1: not. I do want to see Doll Man. It's on the watch list. Right.
0: Doll Man rules. This one is very heavily inspired by the Marvel comic Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Nice, which is a great comic book. Yeah. This one is Doll Man kills the full moon universe. That's awesome. And it is doll man literally killing like everyone in the full moon catalog.
1: That's awesome.
0: Uh, I love these, that. In these, he kills like the the uh, the demonic toys. Okay. He goes after the head of the family. So you get some more head of the family in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How
1: about Radu? Do we get Radu in there? Uh,
0: Not in the first couple that I read. I only have the first three. I think it's a six-issue run, and I need to find the other ones, because I love this. This was a ton of fun. Uh, He also fights, like, Castle Freak. Nice! He fights the... He he has all the puppets from Puppet Master fight each other.
1: That's awesome.
0: Which is pretty cool. Uh, He teams up with Dr. Mordred. He kills the shrieker, which I was glad I watched that so I could be like, oh, my God, it's the shrieker. He kills him like right away. Yeah, That's this, this is a That's ton rad. of fun. So if people like le- like the full moon universe like I do, this is a fun little series. I'm, I'm excited to find the the rest of them and watch him kill the rest of the, the full moon universe. <laughs> I know he teams up. So this is uh, obviously Man, played by Tim Tomerson, who also plays Jack Death in the Transfers movies.
1: And I know oh, okay.
0: they. I know they team up in this series. Nice. So I want to see Tim Thomerson team up with Tim Thomerson.
1: That's awesome. That's really cool. They should. Uh, they should make a live
0: action adaptation of it. They should. Tim Thomerson is very old, though. So maybe Charlie can reboot Doll Man first. Hello, looking at us. <laughs> we would make a sick Doll Man. Yeah. Yeah, Doll mm-hmm. rules. You should watch. You should watch okay. that one. Or I'll throw it into a full moon episode down the road. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we're talking too about doing a. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to tease this. Uh, Casey and I also threw go. around the idea of doing a screaming Mad George episode sometime in the near future. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely inspired by. of the Corn Three.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, the last thing I have. Is to talk about a movie I showed you about oh, yeah, farting yeah. farting bog monsters, <laughs> a terrible um wolf, wolf creature, cat creature, wolf man, cat man. I don't know what he is,
1: yeah, he's a weird cat, I think, is what he's built yeah. on on IMDb.
0: Yeah, so we are we are talking about the cult classic spookies, spookies. yeah. <laughs> Spookies. <laughs> uh, a first time watch for Sam. I've yes. seen this movie a couple times. I watched it with, I think I watched the Joe Bob version. I know. And then I have the, the big Blu-ray release. Yeah. Uh, Vinegar syndrome, which is what we watched. Movie looks incredible.
1: Yeah. It looks really good. Um, you can practically see the cardboard. <laughs> the on it. Mo- you can yeah. see
0: the two different movies.
1: Oh God. Yeah, you can. You really can. Yeah. Um, this movie was insane. I uh, how do you even talk about it? There's no there's no real plot to it. You know what I mean?
0: It's an it's an 80s horror movie plot where it's these <laughs> it's this group of of uh, probably college like age
1: college kids with some old guy
0: <laughs> with an a 57 year old man who's dating a 24 year old
1: He's got to be rich.
0: He has to be. He has to have a a shitload of money and some like Michael Jackson knockoff looking dude. Yeah, in a a black and white leather outfit, Um, they go to this house like to have a house party. They literally just ransack someone's house to to throw a party. The same house that a runaway boy goes to because he believes his parents have thrown him a, a surprise party in this old abandoned house and we never connect the two stories because this movie is two different movies in one yep yep
1: um there's poor acting
0: yep
1: poor editing yep this thing is like an 80s horror version of the room yeah maybe even more so than don't panic which i think was at least sort of in on its own joke um this one is not
0: this the, one editor, is not. the editor might have been with the farting bog monsters.
1: Yes, the sound editor had a had a blast with this movie. Yep. Um,
0: <laughs> this movie is insane because it, it, it has awesome creature effects for some of them. Yeah. I'm thinking like the spider sequence at the end looks awesome.
1: Yep. But then what some was... of it
0: looks awful.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another one too. What was it? There's there's... Uh... I'm going to pull up my letterbox review because I'm pretty sure.
0: You mentioned the.
1: I did what? mention the farting bog monsters, the yep. giant spider, and then like the iconic chase at the end. It's like the poster, the cover art on yeah, your Yeah, it becomes a,
0: a Fulci movie in the, yeah. in the final five minutes.
1: Yeah, and that Weird. like final zombie chase is so good. Like it's really, it's really cool and tense and like the zombie <laughs> effects are really fun. She
0: just gets picked the final sort of final girl yeah the the corpse that comes back to i don't know anyway she comes back to life uh, raised by, raised from the dead from not phantasm uh tall man and yeah. ends up with just some random dude that she gets in the car of like yeah yeah this movie's insane it's it's bonkers it's kind yeah. of everything you want in an 80s and a bad 80s horror movie yeah so much yeah fun. yeah perfect like movie night
1: movie yeah it's fun it's a yeah. lot of fun like yeah. i i think i rated it two stars but i also gave it a little heart because i'm like no i think i gave it two and a half because it's not good no. like by any by any objective metric it's a very bad movie but it's bad in the enjoyable kind of yes. way yeah and uh yeah that that kind of stuff is like i mean that's our bread and butter um <laughs> <laughs> as we'll talk about later on too yes <laughs> Uh,
0: Sam, what else have you been doobie doing besides uh, seeing farting monsters on screen?
1: <laughs> so I just read this, the last word by Taylor Adams. It's a thriller about a woman who is like house sitting, and she's running from her past, and she's like kind of just cut herself off from society. And she reads a book one day and doesn't like it. It's a grisly horror movie or uh, a grisly horror book. And she uh, rates it one star and writes kind of like a, you know, scathing review. And the author starts commenting on it. And all of a sudden she starts kind of feeling like she's being watched in this house that's out in kind of the middle of nowhere. and Like turns into a home invasion thriller. And it goes into like a lot of it, it, it twists and turns. And by the by the like last bit of the book it loses like almost all like believability and like it goes there are so many like okay you have to like believe that all these dots connect but it was kind of fun in that way um just don't go into it looking for like abject realism in your in your home invasion thriller because you're not gonna get it um but i will say that it kept me engaged And it definitely had me like turning pages going like, what the fuck? And also about halfway through, um, I'm just going to spoil one plot point here because this was a major thing for me. I actually spoiled the book for myself before I finished it. The dog does not die. There's a section in the middle half of the book where it looks like the dog is going to die and it is the worst thing ever. And I seriously just about stopped reading this book. The dog does not die it's still very hard to read at some points. Did you Google like, it? I did. I went hundred percent Googled it. <laughs> it. Like I legitimately did because I'm like, I can't, I can't read this further if this dog does not make it. Like, <laughs> And I looked on Goodreads too. And there were a lot of other people that were kind of saying the same thing. Cause there's like a scene with the dog where it's like, it, it seems like the dog is going to die. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it's a, good book but it's not a life-changing one um if you're looking for a nice sunday beach read this is kind of a good one you know i i liked it it was a page turner i probably won't remember much of it six months from now that sounds like bad but like i kind of love throwaway thrillers yeah. like that so you know um all right and then i've got a bunch of movies
0: yep
1: starting with A trio of movies that I have not shut up about for like the last two weeks.
0: We're not talking about Children of the Corn until later, Sam.
1: No, no. Different trilogy. Okay. Um, Actual trilogy. All these movies are connected. Oh, no. They tell an overarching story. I'm talking about (laughs) MTV's reality TV teen slasher. My Super Psycho Sweet 16. One, two, and three. These movies are Insane. So this is MTV at the end of the 2010s making three slasher movies based around the concept of my super sweet 16, their reality show where they get some like rich girl to like throw a hogzilla fit until her sweet 16 is perfect. The best one is the first one, which really takes that concept and like, Amps it up. It's exactly what you would expect. It's full of like MTV music cues and needle drops. Um, Does it even
0: have what 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 song title and artist it is in the bottom right corner?
1: It should. It It does. But that's unfortunate. A lot of MTV
0: movies or shows did at the time.
1: Yeah. What? What? Okay. So what? One of the biggest. uh, One of the first needle drops is Nookie by Lynn (laughs) biscuit and one of the last needle drops is miss murder by afi and when miss murder needle drops at the point in the movie that it is it's the campiest song choice they could have gone with i laughed hysterically for the last like five minutes of this movie (laughs) it's insane um yeah, you've got Sky Rotter, who was a, a young girl, and her dad ran, the, like, owned the roller rink. And one day he went crazy, and he killed a bunch of teens, and she witnessed the whole thing. And her dad has apparently died. Died. But he's not dead. And so like, years later, Sky's in high school. The mean girl of school is turning 16, and she reopens the roller rink to have her sweet 16 party. And pretty much right away, like it just kind of tells you, like, "Oh, her dad's back." <laughs> like, there's no mystery around it. It's just her dad comes back and starts killing people. And there's a cake kill.
0: I, I sent it to cake. you. I watched the cake kill. It was fun.
1: It's so funny. It like I, where where the scene started and where it went. I was riveted. I had no like. It's wild. Um, the second one. Not as good, but pretty good. I think I still rated it like four stars. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, I love these movies that much. I'm not kidding. Um, There's another cake kill that's pretty awesome. Not as awesome as the one from the first Oh, they went back
0: to the cake well.
1: They did. They went back to the cake well, and it was pretty great. And then the third one happens, and it's a little bit like the Scream 3 of this franchise, in that it's still good, it's still fine, it just loses a little bit of that magic. And it also mirrors Scream 3 in a lot of other weird ways, too, where it's like...
0: Did and Silent Bob make a cameo?
1: I wish. That would have actually made this movie a little bit better. (laughs) Um, It's fine. It's lacking a cake kill. Okay. The third one has no cake kill, and I felt that. The credits rolled and I'm like, there was something missing. And about a half an hour later, I realized no one got killed in the vicinity of a giant cake. And so, yeah, three gets like three and a half stars as opposed to the four that one and two got. Is your house haunted or did you just forget to pay your electric bill?
0: No, my light went off. I'm going to turn it on. Keep talking.
1: Oh, okay, Sounds good.
0: (laughs) It could be haunted. Haunted by the... the The super sweet, sick, whatever the fuck it's called.
1: (laughs) Charlie Rotter from... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Haunted by
0: by, by mid-2000s MTV.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I also... This is one that... (laughs) This is a movie that um, Casey was very excited that I watched. I did not watch it all the way through right away. I turned it off about halfway through but then I could not stop thinking about it. And I went back and I finished it. And that is, I finally watched terrifier too. Um, Sam's
0: been terrified.
1: This movie. I hesitate to say like, I, I loved it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, but I liked this a lot more than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, aren't the clowns incredible. I mean, we've talked about him on like our tier ranking. Like he's a good character. Mm-hmm. Um, even A-tier, in movies I that I don't like. Yes, A tier. And if anything, Terrifier 2 just like definitely reaffirmed that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the best he him and him and Sienna played by Lauren Lavera, the best part of this movie. Yeah. Um, I love that it's like just drenched in Halloween um vibes. Uh the kills are gory. The bedroom scene goes on a little too long for me, but um the, the kill that gets me is like is the we've talked about this the Halloween store kill? I was like, they totally yeah. put a cleaver in some dude's neck. Like yeah. they we, killed, we talked killed someone.
0: Like the, yeah, the 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 actor that was portraying the character that worked at that Halloween store signed a contract to be murdered on screen.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Because there's no way, way you,
0: there's no other there's way there's no
1: there's no way like ah oh, whoever like yeah, yeah. It, we'll it's We're gonna
0: do our terrifier episode. We've been teasing we will. It. We'll do a we'll terrifier do,
1: episode. We'll do a terrifier episode. Um, because I will actually gladly re-watch terrifier two and I will begrudgingly sit through Terrifier One all the way short. through. It's at least short. I'll take, I'll take short. Um, so yeah, Terrifier Two, friggin' rules. Um, another one I watched. This is from uh, uh why am I blank? Eric Bloomquist. Yeah. the uh, director of favorite of the show, 10 minutes to midnight, which starred Caroline Williams. Um, we really loved that movie. Well, Eric is back with another, um, you know, B movie horror. And that is, she came from the woods uh, to be acquired. it. you can now watch it on Tubi. Uh, this is a, this is an 80 set slasher with a supernatural bent to it. Um, and that's all I'll really say about it because, like the the lore is pretty. I oh don't know. The lore is pretty gnarly and nasty. They're like blood jars hanging up in this. Like it's, it's like a cross between Friday the Thirteenth and Blair Witch Project. That's that's how I would describe it. Casey, I think you're gonna really like you're right at my
0: alley. Though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one character that I that I found grating. Like he was just he was supposed to be the asshole, and he was like. Maybe just a little over the top in the portrayal of that, um, where I was kind of like, it it just got kind of grating. But beyond that, like, I really freaking dug this movie. Um, Some of the gore effects are just—they're nasty. Like the ideas and the concepts behind like the uh, the the villain of this movie, like they're gross. And you know, there's a lot of like bloodletting and things in this movie that it's like, oh god. There's a gnarly like fire death. Oh my god! The, the, some of the makeup effects in this are just incredible. Uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely check out. She came from the woods. It's free on Tubi. Um, definitely worth a watch. Uh, I could see this ending up on my uh, on my top ten this year. Um, Sweet. I it it's only grown on me since I finished it. Like the the I when I finished it, I was like, yeah, that was good. That was really good. Like I didn't love it, but the, the further out I get from it, the more I'm remembering like the really good stuff and the stuff that was really bad doesn't seem to be bothering me as much anymore. And so I'm like, Hmm, this one, I think when I rewatch it is going to go up to like four stars from three and a half. Uh, yeah. Cause I really dug it. And I, I don't know. I think you'll really dig this one, Casey. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts when you get around to this one. So yeah, that's, she came from the woods. Check it out it's it's pretty great i also oh yeah my my final thing i did a joe dante double feature yeah um i started with his werewolf classic from 1981 the howling and casey you have not seen this one right
0: i haven't seen the howling okay yeah
1: so this was a blind spot for me both of these were actually um the Howling is a very good first and third act with a kind of laggy middle act. Like, there's there's quite a bit in the middle where I'm, I was kind of like, I wish we would get to, like, you kind of piece together what's going on in the movie before anybody else does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, when the third act hits and the werewolf effects really come into play, oh, Some of these effects, like this movie got overshadowed by an American werewolf in London, but there's stuff in this movie that is just as impressive. Um, The transformation scene in American werewolf in London is still the gold standard, but this is like a really, really close silver, like, holy crap. Some of these effects are great. Um, the uh, D Wallace is the lead. She's incredible in it. Um, I mean, she's incredible in everything, but she's like she's really good in this. Um, yeah, the ending is just it's like a good werewolf movie. The ending is a gut punch and it 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 works, it nails it.
0: And they so, never uh, made any more after.
1: No, no, they did
0: not. This might have as many movies <laughs> as the the Children of the Corn series does.
1: Yeah, there are a lot actually. I think I there are say, there's like... I think there's eight oh when I when I looked okay. on IMDb. Yeah. yeah. Um so <laughs> yes, they made they made quite a few of them. I actually um our our friend Blake was actually saying like I want to say he said like two or three. I think he said three it was really wild. 2 Stars Christopher Lee and has a has a female werewolf as the main mm. villain and I'm like All right. I want to, I want to watch that one. That one yeah. sounds like Christopher Lee versus a uh, versus versus lady werewolf. I'm like, yeah, yeah let's do this. Let's do this. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, the howling recommend it. It was pretty, it was pretty damn good. A movie that I think is a freaking masterpiece. What I followed it up with. I finally watched gremlins two. I love the first gremlins. Um, I've just never seen gremlins Two. I think for a while it was because like when I first got gremlins, it was part of a pack that did not have gremlins Two.
0: Is it the um, one that has like <clears throat> goonies and
1: yes, that's the one. Yeah.
0: And something, there's something else in that too. It's
1: like, it was like goonies. Like, <sighs> yeah, I, I can't I remember. Ha-
0: I think I still have that set.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just, I've never, I'd never watched gremlins Two um this movie rules Mm -hmm. it i think i even like it more than the first which is saying a lot because the first is like a staple of mine i love it um this movie is just like a big middle finger to big studio budget filmmaking and just i mean capitalism in general but like the fact that joe dante got more money to do a sequel and just took the piss out of the studio that gave him that money for like uh, an hour and 40 minutes straight. It's incredible, dude. And the gag that it ends on with like this
0: takes a piss out of its own. The the first movie. Yeah, it really does. And like, it, it
1: almost feels it's, it's very much like when I've, I've heard people compare this one to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I could totally see that because you totally, especially in like the first act of the movie, you feel the spite of the filmmakers who are like, God damn it. Why do I have to make a sequel to this movie? I said what I wanted to with the first one, screw it. Let's throw everything in the kitchen sink in. Mm -hmm. And the energy is infectious and much like Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. It just has a blast with that the whole way through. Um, Yeah. This movie's insanity. It, It, I don't even necessarily know if it has a has like a, a a plot in the way of like typical like what you would think of as a plot. The whole thing's almost one giant third act of gremlins terrorizing a high like a high-tech skyscraper. It gets right down to it and it just goes. Also appreciated the John Aston cameo as the as the custodian yeah. who uh yeah, I'm like, I it's it's Mr. Adams. Um, some of the I'm great, so excited. The
0: great gags in that movie, like when Phoebe yes. starts to give this big speech in the third act. <laughs> much yep. like the first movie about her dad dying, like as Santa in the chimney. Yep. Yeah. This yep. one does the same and just takes a piss out of it, and they're like, We yeah, we don't have time for that.
1: Yep, yep. It's so funny. Like they, they do so much with that, with like the first one. I mean, the
0: they destroy they, the rules. Like yeah. They pick apart every rule that and how it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yep. My
0: favorite. Also, Ram, Rambo like, Rambo Gizmo is my favorite. I love Rambo. Oh my
1: god. I, I legitimately might have like pumped my fist and cheered when that happened.
0: <laughs> he's the main character. I was watching
1: it alone in my bedroom and I was literally just like,
0: Gizmo's was the main it, like character it was a sporting of this, event <laughs> of the movie. He's the lead. Yep. Yeah. He's he's just
1: and the animatronics that go like I would die for gizmo. (laughs) I just would. Uh, yeah. Gremlins two freaking rules. Um, if you have not seen it like me, don't be an idiot. Go watch it.
0: Watch the new batch.
1: Yes. Uh, I also want to check out, not that I like giving Warner brothers any of my money, but I really want to check out the new gremlins, uh, Animated series on yeah, Max. Yeah,
0: I do too. I haven't started it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The secrets of the Mogwai, I think it's
1: yeah, called. I think so. It's been getting good reviews. Like people have really been liking it. So yeah.
0: yeah. That's been in production for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 what I've been doobie doing.
0: That's what you've been doobie doing. Are we doobie done?
1: I think I think we're no, no, no. We have three more movies to talk about.
0: Oh, yeah. What are we talking about?
1: We're talking the about Jersey Children Shore of the slashers? Jonathan oh. Davis. Oh. <laughs> if MTV MTV, if you're listening to this, they, I will write you three Jersey Shore slashers.
0: No, we're doing silent library slashers.
1: Yes. Dude.
0: And it's silent literally library just gonna be
1: legitimately be awesome as a slasher. Be,
0: it's just gonna be that episode of Boy Meets World. <laughs> and then there was Sean. Where yep. it's the 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 finale of that episode set in the library with like the killer in in
1: it. Yep, yep. Oh my and the, god! And they
0: kill Jennifer Love Feffernan, I think is what her name is.
1: Jennifer Love Heffernan.
0: Feffernan, I think is what. Feffernan? Her name. Yeah. Not Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's she plays the character, but like that's the character's name. Oh, I yeah. get you. Okay. I have enough. So,
1: just you have more love. boy you have more boy meets world knowledge yeah, boy than meets i do boy meets world. <laughs> um we
0: we should do a whole episode on like halloween themed or horror themed episodes of like non-horror shows
1: yes yes i'm gonna make you watch one of the bob's burgers halloween episodes okay. i don't know which one yet but we're gonna put a bob's
0: burgers episode on that have you seen the regular show i have not Okay, we're I'm going to make you watch that and you're going to fall in love okay. with that show for one. Dude, but we they have just, some great horror episodes.
1: Oh, uh, since they're like since they're going to be like 20-minute episodes or so, like probably half-hour episodes that we're watching, we should each just pick like 3 and have yeah. the other like yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that would next be cool.
0: maybe next episode we don't have anything yet. We should just do
1: that. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay. We should. Anyway,
0: all right. Uh um Children of the Slipknot, right? Let's do it. Yeah okay no (laughs) let's jump into it children of the corn the children of the corn (laughs) trilogy we're we're talking about it um let's talk about brief history of us with children of the corn because i don't know what yours is mine is like i said i have a pretty i guess deep history with it we've talked about this i think on the show
1: yeah i think so
0: I don't remember what the, how it came up. Anyway, my history with it is that Children of the Corn is kind of ingrained in Iowan culture as, mm-hmm. as far as movies, especially horror movies, go. I know it's set in Nebraska. It is shot in Iowa, the first one. Um, it's about all we have is that in Field of Dreams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the culture and the, the overall concept of Children of the Corn is pretty well versed in Iowa film culture. Oh, yeah, you agree? yeah.
1: If you're from Iowa and you haven't seen children of the corn, there's there's something a little wrong there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just I feel like it's almost a rite of passage. Yeah. Like you have to watch children of the corn if you're especially if you're like a horror kid in Iowa. Mm-hmm. If you're a horror kid and you haven't watched children of the corn and you live in Iowa, you're doing it wrong. And that's coming from someone who's not going to fully wholeheartedly recommend that movie.
0: <laughs> so I wa- the first time I watched it was in high school. I watched it with a, a couple buddies. Obviously we, we knew all about children of the corn. So when we were starting to have movie nights in high school, obviously all of our parents were like, you guys need to watch children of the corn. Cause Iowa and evil kids.
1: Your that parents like, encouraged you to watch a horror movie.
0: This I don't is think I ever had that. The only one is children of the corn. Man, children not even corn. children That's
1: of the corn got my parents to be like, you should watch this. My a parents pretty never tame, did
0: that. This is a pretty tame horror movie, Sam.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I won't lie with that, but or I won't argue with that, but like yeah. my parents, anything horror, it was not recommended to me at all.
0: <laughs> so obviously, I had a blast watching this then, and I've watched it numerous times. I I love the first Children of the Corn. A couple mm-hmm. summers ago, we made a trip to To Gatlin, Nebraska, aka, uh, oh, what is the? It's a little town just south of Sioux City. I'm trying to remember. I think it's Whiting, Whiting.
1: Yes, that sounds. That sounds right.
0: Or Whiting, Iowa. I think is what it is. Is the town that they shot this original Children of the Corn in and we went on like a Sunday and the town looked exactly like it does in the movie. It was kind of creepy. There was no cars, no one else there. We were literally <laughs> just walking up and down the street, taking pictures of, of everything. Uh, yeah, it looks exactly the same. And it was so much fun to actually visit a movie site. One of the only, one of the very few that we have around us. Yeah. So we'll have to make a trip maybe this summer, since we watched these to to win fighting Iowa. But what's what's your what's your history with the Corn of the Children?
1: So I was a big Stephen King fan growing up. I read the I read the short story before I ever read or before I ever watched any of the movies. And the short story terrified me. Like to this day, I still think it's one of King's best works. It is like I, I've never re- I've never reread that one. I re I like go back and revisit a lot of King. I've never reread the original children of the corn because it, it scared the crap out of me, dude. Like I, I had a hard time sleeping for like a week after reading that one. It was, I don't know what it was, but it just, it was very disturbing to me. Um, Part of it was probably like the religious imagery mixed with the violence. Um, But like it, it just, yeah, it messed me up. Mm -hmm. So when I finally watched the movie, I was probably about 17 or 18 I was a little disappointed because, like you said, it's very tame. I don't find it scary. Um, I find it a little cheesy, even. Yeah, yeah. Which, at that time, I you was could not. Say it's, into- a <laughs> it's a
0: little corny.
1: It's a little corny, much like our show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I. <sighs> so back then, I was not into like. lack of a better term bad movies you know what i mean yeah like i remember the around the same time watching the room and being like why does anybody like this and now it's like i love the room (laughs) i think something just clicked eventually so with that being said children of the corn i have watched it i mean i've probably watched it four or five times including this recent one and it's grown on me every time i've watched it uh, to the point where now, like I think I gave it like three star, three and a half. I don't know. Either way. Um, wasn't a huge fan the first time I saw it. It's grown on me since. It's still not my favorite. It might be my least favorite of the three that we're talking about today. <laughs> Weirdly fair. enough. Fair. fair. But, yeah. but uh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. This movie, like I said, it grows on me. I love Linda Hamilton in it. I I think the kids are... The two like they're main the best kids. kids
0: that we've seen so far.
1: Yes, I would agree, and
0: probably will out of the rest of them. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So up until we watched these, I had seen a few other sequels and stuff. Um, most notably, I remember watching the 2009 sci-fi remake of this, and it was really bad. Like maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> so
0: we'll, we'll I, yeah. get to that one eventually sam eventually
1: we will i will unfortunately have to re-watch that one yep. yes <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right let's jump into the first children of the corn uh released yeah. march 9th 1984 same year as another 1984 linda hamilton classic terminator yes we'll let the, we'll let the both slashers decide which one's better and they're both slashers and and they're both great terminators yes better. anyway Children of the corn 1984, based on the Stephen King uh, short story. It is about this this young couple who for some reason or another want to make out in this dirty Sioux City, Iowa hotel instead of going to the east or west coast, I believe is where they're heading. Headed uh Linda Hamilton plays Vicky and Peter Horton plays Bert. And they AKA are aka
1: discount Michael Bay.
0: He looks so much like Michael Bay, and I think (laughs) Michael Bay watched this, stole this guy's face like face off, and then stole all the explosions that happened in the final act.
1: I was about to say, yeah, he's even got an affinity for explosions. Mm
0: -hmm. So these two make their way into Gatlin, Nebraska, small town Nebraska, where there are no adults anymore, besides one random guy who works at a mechanic shop that doesn't sell gas and has a dog and for some reason is allowed to live until he's not.
1: Yeah, because apparently the kids need his gas.
0: (laughs) And they allowed him to live through his dialogue. Anyway, the kids uh, are led by their cult leader, Isaac, played by John Franklin, the best part of this movie, who is this whiny little conniving little shit, and his right-hand band, Malachi, played by Courtney Gaines, who is, I I think for some people, probably the scariest part.
1: He's like... He's just, he's very unnerving. I he don't know why. Unnerving. Yeah. He never closes
0: his mouth all the way. He has a very big mouth.
1: Yeah. That's never closed.
0: Like, never. And
1: then he just like, I don't know. Like there's like a weird thing that he does with his jaw.
0: He's the and- <laughs> perfect number two. He's the perfect number two. Yes. Too bad guy in this movie. and basically that's that i mean that's the plot of the movie is that these kids that uh they believe in the the he who walks behind the rose which is their their god of the corn um and they try to appease him by killing all their parents or any adults that come into the town then there are two little kids uh job and sarah that are the good kids of the town that try to help our leads vicky and bert escape the town yeah, and the movie starts with Job uh, doing a voiceover explaining what happens. And I think my favorite scene in this movie is the opening diner sequence. The one I at least I at least think is the best shot and probably the most tense. And it's mostly because of the camera work that they use to establish Isaac as the leader. Because they yes. have some pretty iconic shots, I will say, in that scene, especially when it like zooms into. To Isaac, and he has this, like, creepy little shit shitty Yeah. Grin. Yeah.
1: He's, like, so, yes. I was wondering what you... Because we kind of texted back and forth, especially when I was watching this, because I was kind of roasting it a little bit as I watched it. But, um... I, I uh... I like the stuff with Isaac in the opening. I agree with you. I think some of it's very tense. Um... I do not like the voiceover. I, I hesitate to like call out child actors because acting. Oh, is he's, a bad. he's He's not good. But he's, like,
0: not, he's not very good. The kid that plays Joe. No. He's yeah.
1: The, and it's just, I think the voiceover to me, like kind of takes some of the steam out of that scene, but there are some pretty cool moments. Um, I, I wish that we would have actually seen some, uh, something besides just a little blood spatter on, on
0: a face in a milkshake. I, I like, um,
1: that. I, I, I also do, love I, that they like yeah.
0: hit a machete under a pinball machine.
1: Yeah. Okay. That part was pretty sweet. <laughs> like when, when Malachi just like reaches down and pulls it out from, I'm yeah. like, damn dude, you were just like playing pinball and now you're going to like go slaughter some, like some poor people just drinking their coffee after church. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they were bad tippers probably. So
0: it's okay. I, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, I one thing I do love in this movie as well, and it's established right away. I love the score for Children of the Corn. Yeah, the the, The score
1: is probably the strongest element of this movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And the like, the like chanting the ha ha, ha," like the it's incredible. I love the score for this. It's one of my favorite horror movie scores. I think it's very effective. Whereas the rest of it is like we said, corny. Yeah. The the score is not. It's it's pretty damn effective.
1: Well, especially when it's going like it's like the little it's almost like a haunted children's choir, and it's playing out over like children's drawings, Sarah's drawings of these gruesome killings. Um, Which is, I don't know, it's 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 a very nice effect. I I I do like the opening credits of this quite a bit.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The the stuff I also like I. It's set up right away that we have the two m- main kids that were th- the good kids, Job and Sarah. And they're the ones that like go to this house, abandoned house that still like has like kid stuff in it, like crayons and toys and stuff that they and they play like Manobo and kids.
1: music
0: and music. Um, <laughs> and it starts with this other ki- other good kid. And he he's going to try to make a run for it. And here comes the biggest belly laugh I have every single time I watch this movie. It is so funny when he runs out into the road. Meanwhile, like Malachi's chasing him through the corn ends up like slitting his throat. Yeah. Runs out into the middle of the road and here come our leads Burton Bert and Vicky and the car just smokes this dummy that's hanging out in the middle of the road and I lose it every single time I watch. It. I think it's the funniest thing ever.
1: It's like it's not a good effect but like it It does what it needs to, yeah. It leaves a mark so funny, yeah. Like, it is it, like,
0: the fact that it's a child,
1: yeah, yeah. I think that's run over by our
0: main characters, our heroes,
1: yeah. Like, and and I think it, you know, pets, it's like if Pet Cemetery would have shown a little, like, toddler mannequin flying through the air after, you know, like
0: (laughs) one of the CGI babies from The Flash,
1: yeah. Um, yeah that scene's incredible Um, I've seen this like I said I've seen this like four or five times and this last time I was literally sitting there and I totally forgotten about it and it happened and I just went oh shit like Mm -hmm. it's great
0: what doesn't work is what happens like right after is they have this really cheap like dream sequence jump scare with Linda Hamilton and the boy that just got ran over and it's like why
1: yeah, because like the the discount Michael Bay goes off to like investigate for some reason, like he walks into the cornfield, yeah. and I'm like, what makes you think you're gonna find anything well, but, in the cornfield?
0: But, he he he's a doctor, and he saw that the boy had his throat slit.
1: Yeah, I suppose. And yeah, I
0: was going to investigate why.
1: Yeah. Well. He finds the the bloody briefcase, yep, or the bloody suitcase. It's not yep. briefcase; it's a kid,
0: um, and it has this like corn, corn cross inside of it. Yeah, like why is he taking that with him?
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like if he's not bought into the the cult, then why would yeah. he have that? Um, yeah, it's strange, but mm-hmm. but it I'll... it introduces the motif of wow, these kids are really into corn. So yeah. <laughs>
0: And we get a lot more of that in the sequels too. The kids getting into yeah. corn and corn and the occult.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to talk about three. I <laughs> seriously can't. Uh,
0: what else do you want to talk about in the first one?
1: Um, oh gosh. I love. So one of the shots that just like gets me is the overhead shot of the like the town square for lack of Mm -hmm. a better term, where it's just the light post in it, especially in that, like in one of the final chase sequences where like, you see, you see Michael Bay. Mm -hmm. I keep forgetting his name. Bert Bert. Yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah. Michael Bay. Um, you see him like kind of running away and all these kids just kind of like converge. Yeah. And it's so creepy. It's so well done. Like, there are moments of that in this movie between all the corny
0: parts. Yeah. I'm going to bring up one of the corny parts that happens right around there because I love the chase sequence in the town. Yeah, it's, it's great. And you have all these kids like the, like rounding corners and chasing, chasing Bert through the town. But there's yep. one kid in particular that goes insane when he rounds the corner again. Another thing, every time I watch this, where he runs the corner and he's like, Aah! like, like, I don't know what it, his scream is like way too much. Like he's actually going to murder Michael Bay. <laughs> he's like, this is for transformers three. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is for all
0: the Transformers. All of them. They're terrible. <laughs> no, don't let anyone tell you any different. They're all bad movies.
1: They're all bad movies. People, people try and make it seem like the 2007 one wasn't that bad, but you oh, were it's all awful. bitching. It's you awful. were all bitching about it in 2007. Don't try to retcon that. <laughs>
0: Um, so I watched this on the, the arrow Blu-ray that I got. Yeah. This one, this one here. Yeah. Um,
1: That's such cool cover art too.
0: It's such a great cover art, and it comes yeah. with like a mini poster on it. Nice. So many, so many special features on this. Um, one I want to shout out is, uh, return to Gatlin, mm, yeah. which is done by, uh, our, our prescribed films, podcast network, uh, cohorts. The, the 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 men behind the prescribed films uh yeah. jason and and, and insane mike they did this uh f- like filming location all these years later which is why i wanted to go visit it because i saw their little documentary yeah. um so they go with 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 uh john Sullivan there and it's it's pretty awesome that one i we know someone who worked on this incredible blu-ray set yeah um, and they're also iowa filmmakers and podcasters as well so it was very cool to to have that, but there's so many bonus features on this. And again, like I said, it's when I watched this, I was like, children of the corn has never looked any better than it does on here. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because we'll talk about the other two movies and their (laughs) picture quality.
1: Yeah. We need, we need, we need arrow to, uh, release the other two in this region. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I uh, I might have to pick up that Blu-ray even though the first one is not totally my movie. Mm-hmm. A, I really want to watch that documentary. And B, like I said, this movie keeps growing on me. And I feel like, you know, the first time I watched Chopping Mall, I rated it three stars. The first time I watched Chopping Mall, I rated it three mm-hmm. stars. And now it is a five star. I watched that movie at least like... 20 times a year, yeah.
0: I was gonna say, every time I watch Children of the Corn, it bumps up a little, yeah. (laughs) It's just one of those, I don't, some weird thing where vibe to it, yeah, where it's eventually gonna get to five stars. It's just one of these times that I'm gonna watch it,
1: yep, yep. It's you know, I you and I, I feel like, have very similar tastes, especially in like B movies, like, we're very much into B movies, Mm -hmm. and I feel like you and I are, are more likely to rate something that most people are going to give like three, three and a half stars, like five stars. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, Frank Hennenlauter makes five star masterpieces. I'm sorry. He just does. He does. Basket case, brain damage, Frankenhooker, hooker. Those are five star movies. <laughs> most people wouldn't say that, but like they are, they just are. And that's why, that's why I like doing this podcast with mm-hmm. you because we, we, I don't know. We like the cheap wine too. We like yeah. the boxed wine just as mm-hmm. much as we like the fine bottles. <laughs>
0: yeah. We like wine in a can. Yeah. <laughs> um. The 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 stuff with Isaac at the end, where he becomes like zombie Isaac because Malachi betrays him. Again, it's not really well established in this movie. Like why it, they're it following, comes
1: out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: Why they're following Isaac, and then why they all betray him it does it yeah. comes out of nowhere i think there's more stuff in the book Do you remember of why they betray him so is it malachi and the and kind of like the main girl i don't know we don't i don't so know if this movie
1: name. this movie takes a lot of creative liberties
0: with i'm sure story. yeah
1: the story is not very long i think the story is like 11 pages long so there's not a lot of like i don't know and it's been a very long time since i've read it um
0: or maybe it's well, a deleted. Uh, I I know I've read this somewhere. Maybe it's a deleted yeah. scene from this movie. It might where, be where the, because the mutiny the happens
1: who, just like that.
0: Yeah, and the girl who gives like the jump scare at the end, and the one that's like oh lead, that's leading like the ceremony. Yeah, her. I think her and Malachi are a thing, and it's cut from the movie. I wish it was put back in. I think that's yeah.
1: What, you kind of get those vibes from those two, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't actually. She's giving it.
0: him looks in that scene where he betrays.
1: Yes. Yep. It feels like it feels like there's just something on the cutting room floor that could have been added to make that make a little more sense. There's some
0: teenage sexual tension going on. Yes, 100%. Yep. I
1: yeah. I I actually that girl, she give she might give my favorite performance out of She's the cast. She's
0: a lot of actually. fun in this movie. She's I, well, that's really I good wish we this. Had more of her. She always reminds me of 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 Jonah, uh, Jonah Arc from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, is this she, the same actress? She, I don't think. It so.
1: might be. It might be.
0: I don't know if it is. I'll let you look it up. I have some trivia I up. want to throw out here. We're, we're kind of yeah. done talking about the first Children of the Corn. I like the movie a lot. There's not a lot to like obviously dissect in the first uh, uh, Children of the Corn. Some trivia things uh, we mentioned shot in Iowa. Um, the, church, the church scenes are all shot in a church in Sioux City, Iowa um, which is still standing. So if you want to visit the church that the kids are all in you can still do that obviously the town of gatlin is still there and it looks exactly the same you can do uh you can visit pretty much all of those locations i don't know about the hotel that they stay in at the beginning i don't know if that's still up in sioux city um and then the house the house that the job and sarah are at i think just moved or got demolished i know it's no longer in that spot because they were getting ready to move it when i was there like two years ago, that's a bummer. Or tear down. I don't remember what happened. Is it, it is the, same the same actress? Okay,
1: it's not the same actress. No. Okay.
0: Yep. All right, but let's yeah. let's let's get to uh, let's get to Children of the Corn Two: The Final Sacrifice. They really shot themselves in the foot in the second movie, didn't they? Um, yeah. By calling it the Final oh, Sacrifice, two movies. Also, in. there's
1: no sacrifice in it.
0: Yeah, there is. Is there? It doesn't make any sense, and we'll get to it. It doesn't oh, actually happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Children of the Corn too, the, finals, <laughs> the final sacrifice, released almost 10 years after the original on January 29th, uh, 1993, also is listed as 1992, so it might have had a late 1992 release so as well.
1: I looked this up. Okay. It's because in 92, it was released overseas. It was like released direct-to-video in Germany. In 92 and then it had a theatrical release in the states in 93 okay this movie went to theaters
0: yes it did it it should not have
1: it was the last one to go to theaters ironically enough i would have paid to see children of the torn three on the big screen
0: Yeah, that's true. This one okay, so yeah. we were watching this one. It is direct directed by David Price, uh, who was in a movie we talked about last time. He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, he's also a, a producer of of Leprechaun. Leprechaun basically became a thing because of Children of the Corn, too. There's yep. a very deep connection between that. Uh, this movie is also shot with the same crew from Hellraiser 3. Lots of uh, uh, '90s horror goodness or badness, depending on how you look at it, in, uh, intertwined into uh, *Children of the Corn 2: The Final Sacrifice*. This movie takes place right after the first movie. A little unclear on that. Slash, yes, I think so. Slash, ten years later, uh, because it's very, it is very clearly not the the day after.
1: Yeah, the movie well,
0: opens with yeah. <laughs> them finding the bodies of all the parents who were killed in the first movie, but that also like had a time jump in it from when they first killed their parents. And those bodies looked pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. The the bodies look
1: like way fresh for it to be.
0: The first movie takes place over like a two or three year span.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're supposed to, anyway, uh this movie i mean it ta- it's, it has a pretty dang similar premise to the first one and there's not much in between about it is that the the kids that are left over from gatlin end up going to a different nebraska small town right next door um in this <laughs> this this uh 32 year old 57 year old actor and his teenage son make their way to gatlin nebraska because he's a journalist um, trying to cover this story With his son that he had as a teenager Even though the dad is very clearly 30 years older than this
1: actor Oh my god yeah there's no way that guy Was a teen dad No, Not with this kid
0: no. <laughs> Um, And the the new leader Of this cult Micah uh, Right is that him
1: Who looks right. like he listens to a lot of Joy Division
0: Yeah he, he is very much a, 90, <laughs> a 1992 kid
1: Yeah yeah
0: Um, He is the the new Isaac of this cult. Even looks kind of like Isaac. And for some reason, the plot of this movie doesn't make a lot of sense, but for some reason, he tries to convince the new kid in town, Danny, to join the cult and sacrifice his new girlfriend, Lacey. (laughs) And for some reason, and and he he goes along with it pretty far. Yeah.
1: There's like a lot of... Hello, Boris. God dang it. There is a lot of um, like. How do I want to say this? There's a lot, get, Boris. You're distracting me. I,
0: I don't know what you're trying. I'm trying <laughs> I, don't to what I'm I don't know what I'm trying to say saying. either.
1: Um, all I'm saying is that he gets dangerously close to sacrificing this girl, Boris. Dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. for For a dude that that. Uh, Basically, falls in love with this girl right away and uh, gets gets pretty far along in their relationship, uh, to say the least. Yeah, he does want to sacrifice her very quickly uh, by the end of this movie. The this movie's bonkers. So we watched two and three together. <laughs> we did. Um, I'm, I'm going to show off the the box set we watched. I think you have this too. Correct?
1: I do. Yeah, I went out and bought it just in case we would, didn't get together for movie night.
0: So we we watched on the the Miramax Classics "Children of the Corn" six film set uh, released with uh, what is it? Miramax and is it Echo Bridge? Right, yeah, something yes. like that. Echo Bridge Classics
1: um, is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that box set title. <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
0: uh, the 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 transfer to DVD that is on this box set here for "Children of the Corn" to "The Final Sacrifice." Looks worse than a VHS tape that you would buy, yes. And it's 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 in canon
1: scan for some reason, it's
0: yeah, it is probably a VHS scan of this on this DVD from what year is this DVD? I'm gonna, I'm because I'm calling out Echo Bridge for their terrible release,
1: it's really bad, like It's it's terrible, it's awful. Um, it makes it look even cheaper than what it probably is what
0: it probably is and i think we would like this movie a little more than we did if we watched a better version probably on that arrow uh box set that 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 is out but it says right here that these are all in widescreen this movie is very much not in widescreen no at least two the and you can
1: tell that part of the frame has been cut out in every like yes you can just tell it's a really bad it's a really bad crop like it's not even a good crop
0: and I would say it took away some of our enjoyment of the, not necessarily enjoyment of the movie, but.
1: Oh, because we had a blast.
0: We had a blast. This, is, a, this is so much fun to watch. But it, it, it very much looked worse than what it actually looks like when you had it in the theaters yeah. or if you have that Blu-ray.
1: Which is so crazy because on the same disc, when we played three, three it we looked, were expecting it looks, something it pretty good. Yeah, it looked fine. Like it wasn't. It wasn't anything to write home about. No, it looked but it fine was fine for
0: a DVD.
1: Yeah, it was in widescreen and nothing was grainy. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, we were convinced that Children of the Corn Two was a straight-to-video movie based on this, and it yeah. looks. It is a cheap movie, but it looks far cheaper than what it actually is.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. That that DVD transfer is awesome. not doing that movie any favors it's at awful. all
0: yeah uh this okay so children of the corn two and three i think both of them together take very different different directions for this series this one again is set right after the first one we'll just let that slide and for some reason also introduces uh native american culture into this (laughs) with uh i'm just gonna call him john redcorn because he's he's literally just john redcorn from king of the hill they're yeah. like the same character, very sarcastic, calling out the white man for all the atrocities that they have committed. Um, but this movie basically says that in in a, a very waterfall-filled Nebraska, they have these <laughs> carvings of the the future of, like, uh, ma- man is going to destroy the land and the children are going to come after them because they destroyed the land. Yep, Yeah. So that's part of the mythology here is that.
1: Which is a cool concept. Yes. But they don't do it well.
0: They don't do it well. There's another concept that they just continue from the first movie, He Who Walks Behind the Rose, Mm -hmm. this evil presence that lives in the corn of Gatlin, Nebraska. Okay. They also introduce... That there's some green A shit, conspiracy,
1: conspiracy about moldy
0: corn of moldy corn that they brought in from uh, Nilbog, the the town from Troll Two, because it looks like green <laughs> shit from that town too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that somehow like gives you hallucinations. Yeah, and but, that might be why the kids are going crazy. But and the why... thing is, is like the kids were crazy
1: before that. Yes. So it makes no sense. It makes
0: no sense.
1: It's so funny. Like they they put so much into this movie. Like there are so many subplots that just get dropped immediately. Yes. Like they just introduce it, and then it's like, well, that doesn't matter because we're gonna go watch an old lady in a wheelchair get hit <laughs> by a fucking semi.
0: <laughs> There's a couple old lady deaths in this. The deaths. The deaths in this movie are the talking points.
1: Oh yeah. Every kill is great in this they movie.
0: Are. So the first kill we get to see in this movie is the two other news reporters that drive off into this cornfield for some reason. And this really <laughs> cheap looking tornado effect comes in. And yep. uh, one of them gets its his throat slit by a ear of corn. Yep. yep. And then uh, the other one gets an entire corn stalk just through the jugular in the car. Both yeah. look incredible. Both are are cheerworthy kills. That that's what this movie is. Dude this just movie, gets
1: speared in the throat by yeah. a cornstalk, like get, right through get, the front windshield. Yeah. It's nuts.
0: Final Destination Two clearly yes. was inspired by Children of the Corn Two.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, they definitely watched that movie.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. If Actually, that. I really wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, because there are some very Final Destination kills in this
1: oh 100 percent like
0: there's also also, so there's two old ladies played by the same actress and i think they just wanted to kill this old lady twice is why they did yeah uh she is like no these kids are still evil they're smearing corn shit all over my all over (laughs) my house house. (laughs) and our main character like smears his hand over it and sniffs it yeah wipes it on his pants for some reason
1: and like, it's like a close up shot of his pants as he wipes it. And it's not like a, oh, one and done. He like is like, literally like, it. smearing it on his pants. And I'm just like, "That's poop. why is this shot in the movie?
0: <laughs> that is poop with corn through
1: yeah, it. 100%. It's so gross.
0: It is disgusting. And it does nothing. It sort of sets up the, like, the corn is, 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 has this weird mold. Yeah. This weird fungus on it. But, like, again, that doesn't go anywhere.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: There's the, the first old lady that gets killed is her, um, who... She's moving
1: her house.
0: Who is moving her house, trying to get the F out of Nebraska. I don't blame her. And she <laughs> ends up chasing her cat underneath the house as it's yep. lifted up off the ground. And the the children of the corn come and very slowly, mind you, <laughs> have the hydraulics that are holding the house up come down and crush her. Yes. Well said. Go
1: ahead. I was just going to also say, also, according to the sound design off screen, they kill the cat.
2: Yeah, but then I
0: about
1: after that. the lady dies, you hear the cat meow again. So it's either also a stealth pet cemetery sequel yeah. or the sound designer lied to us. <laughs> I mean,
0: this is the pet cemetery, too, of the Children of the Corn series. It
1: really is.
0: And when he, when she gets killed, she yells, "Oh, what a world! What a world!" Oh, you, what a <laughs> you see the house crusher, and all that's left is her legs. Yep. Wizard
1: it's of... a it's a wonderful Wizard of Oz homage. Yeah. For some, and way. we we had just talked about that too. Like we, uh, one of us made a comment about how it was like, "Oh, I hope her like, I hope her legs stick out from it like the Wicked Witch <laughs> yeah. or something," and then it and then happened. It and she actually said, "What a world!" And it was just funny. It was we just predicted. Hilarious. We
0: predicted a lot of this movie.
1: Yeah, we did. We did.
0: Uh, another standout part is when when the the two teen leads are m- making out in the cornfield. Um, one the kid is oh, very yeah. the, kid, the kid is very slow to catch his girlfriend. Even though she says, yeah. like, if you catch me, we're going all the way. He's a very slow runner. That guy needed to pick up the pace. Two, but then
1: later, he has no problem keeping up with her when his life is in danger. And I'm like, what's more important, buddy?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they end up making out on on top of a severed human hand and then find, like, dozens of corpses all around them that they somehow didn't notice.
1: In a huge clearing in this cornfield. Yes. It's they were... massive. They clearly didn't do a helicopter search. No. They didn't care that much.
0: No. And to be fair to these kids, they were horny. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, yeah there's a lot of horny teen stuff in this one.
1: Yeah. This is, out of the three, this is the horniest one, for sure. Yeah.
0: It's the, For sure. Yeah, Children of the... Hor- yeah, that 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 didn't work. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that.
1: Children of the Corn moans. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: one worked. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next kill with the with the old lady is, I think, the biggest biggest pop we got out of this movie. Oh god. The he... other old lady has this very uh, MacGuffin uh, wheelchair that we're like that yeah. looks like the wheelchair from Silver Bullet.
1: Yeah, because it's, like, <laughs> it's motorized. It's got the little, like, joystick on it, but, like...
0: It looks like Corey Haim's wheelchair it, at the end of Silver Bullet.
1: Yeah, it looks, like, souped up. Yeah. But it only goes very slowly.
0: It goes very slow, and somehow the the Children of the Corn rig a RC car controller to then control her wheelchair. Yeah. Mr. Depeche
1: fair- Mode goes, like... Hey, check this out. And he likes flips the switch and all of a sudden he's controlling her. Controlling wheelchair. her.
0: And she's going very slow. Like it's comedic, comedic how slow she's going, too. While and
1: screaming that... for anybody to help her. <laughs> <laughs> Will remind... someone please help me?
0: It reminds me of uh, of Jackass when Johnny Knoxville dresses up as the old man and takes the scooter <laughs> down the hill.
1: Yes. Oh help! Help! my brakes. <laughs>
0: That's exactly 100%. what what this felt like, and then the the, the semi truck from Pet Cemetery comes in and smokes the lady just, just like obliterate, it
1: obliterates her,
0: just like it did Gage. Even, but this time she goes flying through a window of a bingo hall game.
1: Right as someone gets a bingo.
0: Right, right as someone gets bingo,
1: and it's so oh god, it's such a funny effect because it's it's like the dummy from <laughs> the one, room. but it's just. On a wheelchair and thrown through a window. It's so great. It's like clearly the fakest body, but it's the funniest thing.
0: Also, Uh, the semi truck driver had so much time to stop and he just refused. He's like, I'm hitting this lady.
1: They literally stopped her in the middle of the road. She went, Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for like two minutes. And then the semi came. Yeah. I'm like she could have either moved. The semi had plenty of time to break. She wasn't near a hill. No. Like
0: you could still see Gage's shoe from the last person he hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. The kills in this this are incredible. Um, what's is there any other ones? There's there's one more with our. there has gotta be with our our not Isaac. I can't remember what's it. What's his name? I just said um, it. Didn't?
1: Yeah, you did. Uh, Micah. Yes, Micah. They're all Bible names.
0: Yeah, there's another one where it's like, you don't name your kids this. Uh, Mordecai. Yeah, Mordecai, <laughs> Mordecai. and Jedediah. No, Jedediah is is his name. Where's, who's Jedediah. The name? Jedediah is the, the, the main, not Isaac.
1: That's don't, right.
0: Don't name your kids Jedediah and Mordecai and Isaac and, and Malachi if you don't want them to become evil little shits. Excuse me.
1: Yes agreed
0: so there is a there's a combine kill in this too and it's teased oh yeah like halfway through it with again a very slow combine going after a 57 year old dad and john (laughs) redcorn and very anticlimactic how they get out of it yep again doesn't make sense why the sheriff of the town is trying to kill them either because they found his evil corn, like what?
1: <laughs> they found his yeah. They found his moldy corn, and he was like, "I can't have this getting out." And so he stakes him down into the ground and props uh props the gas pedal on a combine to like run him over.
0: Mm-hmm. At least the combine is paid off at the end, where uh, the main kid, oh. uh, Jedediah, gets gets sucked into the the combine. Yeah.
1: It's pretty dope. That's
0: awesome.
1: I That's wish fun. I wish it would have still just been going, though. I didn't like that it was them driving it. I'm like, no, you just dove out of the way and let it run its course. It's so much funnier if it's just by coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> this combine just keeps going right through the final sacrifice. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the final, again, the final sacrifice doesn't make any sense. Why this no. guy is going to kill his girlfriend
1: yeah like why why is this girl the final sacrifice why is it uh, like why is it her why does he have to do it it's really weird it's why like, are there uh, so many
0: waterfalls in nebraska it doesn't make yeah
1: sense. it feels i don't know it feels more like a college comedy where they're like hazing him they're just like dude it'd be really funny if you fucking killed your girlfriend <laughs> i don't know it's weird
0: yeah it's weird it doesn't make a lot of sense
1: would you would you do it? What? Would you sacrifice your girlfriend to be in with the cool kids?
0: No, not the these kids.
1: Nah, not these ones. Mm. But like cooler ones.
0: Maybe cooler ones. We
1: you'd haven't sacrifice
0: seen, you'd maybe.
1: sacrifice Kayla with a machete if if like like if John Carpenter won. <laughs> 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 We're just gonna do crazy hey. hypotheticals to get you in trouble with your wife. <laughs> hey.
0: You should kill her and come play <laughs> video games with me. <laughs> actually could see him actually doing that um yeah <laughs> yeah children of the corn two, the final sacrifice the second movie out of like nine in this series sam do you have any final thoughts on children of the corn 2
1: oh god it's so bad but i loved it so much um i don't know i just had a blast watching this uh much like um much like spooky's I don't, I I, like looking at this objectively, it's not a very good movie. No, but like,
0: Oh, there's one, there's one more kill. We need to talk about. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just saw the voodoo kill.
1: Oh, how did I forget about that? That one was so gross.
0: It 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 has this guy who has these giant glasses on to hide. Yeah. Blood that's getting pumped out of him. (laughs) But it's so funny. It is the biggest nosebleed ever put to film and yeah. jedediah is like going ham with his knife on this wood carving of the guy again it introduces yeah. like voodoo for some reason in this
1: yeah he's just like whittling into the nose piece <laughs> and like and the guy's just going huh, huh, yeah. like blood he's just, just bleeding
0: going everywhere. over everyone
1: yeah and like anybody who tries to help him just gets like sprayed it's so <laughs> nasty <laughs> it's great
0: all right, I'm looking yep. up some uh, IMDb trivia. Uh, this okay. one, I find, this one, I just find funny how it's how it's worded. Uh, <laughs> the movie was shot in a remarkable 23 days in Liberty, North Carolina, for $800,000. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. I don't know how remote Like, is it that remarkable that it was shot in 23 days? That's a pretty long time to say. shoot a movie.
1: I was about to say Halloween was shot in 21. Yeah. So, I don't know
0: uh yeah this movie isn't great again i think similarly to it's a better movie than spookies no not by much um but it's it's that same vibe of like you need to watch this with friends to have the best enjoyment out of it
1: yeah if you're watching it by yourself it's gonna fall a little flat i think you'll have have fun with
0: the kills but that's about it
1: yeah like you have to you have to be I don't know. You have to be in that vibe of like we're having a good time tonight, watching a crappy B movie, like we were. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, That's the one that reminded me. uh, It had a very fall vibe, like a Halloween vibe, and I think that's just because it looked like shit. Like it looked like that. That's part (laughs) of it. Yeah, it looked like a VHS rip.
1: The sepia flashbacks. That was three though, right? The what? Those like flashbacks that were like. sepia tone those that was three right yeah
0: yeah yeah (laughs) right
1: yeah i think so i think so
0: oh this one also has like them burning like the entire town
1: yeah that's right that's right they burn down like the whole place there's the weird cgi scene in the middle where like the
0: yeah where jedediah like false into yeah. the cornfield and comes out the other side evil.
1: Yeah. He's like possessed maybe by he who walks beyond the roast. They never really explain it. No, they don't, they don't explain what the CG sequence is. I actually read somewhere too, that like, um, I don't know if it was the theatrical, like one, of, either the theatrical or like the VHS took the CGI scene out completely. Hmm. Like the CGI sequence in the middle of the movie. And I'm like, you probably should have just done that to begin with because like it adds nothing to the movie. It's really weird. It made me feel like we like got a defective disc for a minute yeah. <laughs> because I was like,
0: uh, I is this supposed scene.
1: to be happening?
0: <laughs> I liked the scene just because it was so weird.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. It was like doc. It was like the scene from Dr. Strange where Tilda Swinton does the soul punch on him, but like way worse. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, Sam, let's move on to our last film in the Children of the Corn trilogy. We're heading to Chicago, baby. Aside Children from of
1: Gremlins 2. This might be my favorite movie that we've even brought up on
0: the <laughs> podcast. Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest released in 1995. It is about two brothers who again are from Gatlin, Nebraska, and they are brought to uh Chicago, Illinois to live <laughs> with this rich couple who decide to adopt a 17 year old and a 12 year old that they
1: think are Amish
0: that they think are Amish from <laughs> a cult town that it should now be very well documented in about the second say. movie it's well documented there, there's news yeah. crews there. that's how we open with the movie they should
1: uh, 100% know the history of that town and should be a little bit more wary of these kids than they are <laughs>
0: So this couple brings these two brothers to to Chicago, and one of the brothers, Eli, played by Daniel Cerny, who we last saw in a couple of episodes ago in Demonic Toys, yeah, making a comeback. Uh, him and his older brother Joshua make their way to Chicago. Eli likes to bring a little slice of home in a plastic looking uh, corn cups, and he yep. he plants these in this old factory that's right behind their house this abandoned yeah. factory and basically starts growing this magical corn. And he who walks behind the rows is still sort of there. And when someone enters the cornfield, it becomes like an expansive, never ending cornfield.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's and only sometimes though, then there are other times where it's like, Oh, you walk in and it's still just three rows of corn. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, budgetary restrictions.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the first uh, straight to video sequel yes. to to Children of the Corn. Um, the, the go ahead.
1: It, what it what it lacks in budget, as far as like shooting, you know, act it, like it makes up for by hiring Screaming Mad George to do the makeup and creature effects. Mm-hmm. And it's insane. The stuff that he pulls off
0: yeah screaming Matt george one of the great uh practical effects wizards of, yep. of horror of all time uh nightmare on Elm street three and four society mm-hmm. children of the corn yeah yeah yep. The, the dude knows how to make goopy gross special effects and lucky for us children of the corn three urban harvest has that in spades
1: oh god yeah the thing that really got me was like I was not expecting three movies in to get a full fledged glimpse of he who walks behind. Uh, not even a glimpse. It's a full on like the third act puts he who walks behind the rose front and center. It turns into a creature feature in a cornfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane.
0: There's some and yeah. There's some really insane effects. Like you get the the giant stop motion like corn monster yes but my favorite is one of the the best friends of the the teenage uh, isn't the
1: decapitation
0: yeah it's when its head like keeps getting stretched like in this cornfield and he looks like a giant scarecrow almost in it
1: yeah like the vines pull his head off and you can see like everything Bra- like stretching and snapping yeah. and then like literally the whole spinal cord comes up out after it yeah. It just raises like six feet above the core and it's just nasty
0: yeah god screaming mad george rules
1: oh it's so good like both of us were cheering at the tv during that scene yeah it's incredible
0: the the plot of this movie is I- more interesting than the last one, that's for sure, and it's more cohesive. Uh, Basically, he who walks behind the rows has possessed Eli, uh, the younger of the two brothers, to bring this corn to Chicago. And they're going to mass produce this quick, quick growing corn that tastes amazing, and it's the best thing ever. And the dad is also a businessman who's going (laughs) to cash in on his Amish sons that he adopted not yeah. sleazy at all.
1: He's, he's very excited about this strain of corn that of his son brought with and he's, yeah, he's looking at investors and he's looking to ship it worldwide. Yep. Um. One of my favorite things about this movie is the, the juxtaposition of like the parents uh, relationships with the kids where the mom is very concerned with Eli and is not like, they have a lot of tension between the two of them, but she really likes, um, whoever the older boy is the one that Josh. Yeah. The one that can't act as well. Um, he's, he's fine. He's just, he's a, he's a direct to video actor. Yeah.
0: He has some bad line delivery.
1: Yeah. But he does, he does the job. What he does, what it needs, you know, it doesn't take away from the overall movie for me. Um, so yeah, like she really, she really likes Josh, but is like very wary of Eli. And then the dad, it's like reversed. He's like super connecting with Eli, and just for like no reason at all. It's like that Josh is a troublemaker. And it's like Josh hasn't done shit, man. It's like- a, he's a racist.
0: <laughs> the dad's yeah. a racist. That's why we, we we figured that out because the neighbors next door are the the yeah, that's right. Yeah, this brother this brother sister who get Josh to play basketball and he starts, you know, falling for the sister.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the dad does not like
0: that. The dad does not like that. He's racist. That is why he, he gets what he, he deserves in the end. Uh, Mm, Yes. Yeah. There are some like, again, like in the first two movies, some really funny moments in this. The Mm -hmm. one that sticks out is when they like, when Josh is playing basketball, comes off as really corny and cheesy and like really funny and like, okay, we're just trying to set up that this movie character is actually cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he assimilates into the culture like so quickly that it's just, it's almost humorous where they get there and they're like, oh, we're not going to split up. We're, we're buddies. And then just instantly he is off like chasing this girl (laughs) and successful at it. Like he's just, She does not care that he's from some weird Amish thing. Like he gets new clothes. He, he, you know, he doesn't like part his hair, like a dork, like, and all of a sudden he's just the coolest cat in school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Meanwhile, Eli, can we talk about the school too? Sorry. My brain's going all over the place. This school is insane because it is clearly a public school because there's no uniforms. They're like, but it's it's a religious school. It's Catholic. And I don't think I don't think those exist. I don't think Catholic public schools
0: exist. Maybe in inner city Chicago, who knows.
1: Maybe. <laughs> but essentially Eli starts turning the whole student body against the preacher at this thing mm-hmm. at the school and starts preaching his own stuff, his own, you know, he who walks behind the rose and much like Josh is just like accepted and becomes a cool kid. Eli just is accepted and becomes the preacher for these kids. Like they all just instantly, it's like from one scene to the next, all of a sudden they're all just listening to his every word they're dressing like him. And you're kind of like, okay, we're just Mm -hmm. going with it. That's what I love about this movie. It doesn't care about logic. It doesn't like, it's like we need to get from point A to point B. So we're just going to do it.
0: There's also a sequence that su- surprised the hell out of me while we were watching it. And it's with the, the statue in the church. Yes. That uh, scene
1: is freaky.
0: Yeah. it's There's like a Mary statue and like, it like turns and it's like, hands are still like in the praying position, but like it's eyes like come alive and uh-huh. it's, I don't know. It's actually genuinely terrifying. It is the scariest thing I've seen in any of these children of the corn movies. It gave it's unnerving.
1: Me, yeah, it actually sent like a shiver up my spine mm-hmm. when we watched it. And the other one, there's a there's another flashback to uh, I think it's I think it's when I think it's when Eli kills his first his first adult. Maybe there was another flashback that I remember us both being like, "Wow, that was actually really creepy and intense."
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, though, but it was one of those like the like Fulci it's, era of like the Fulci-esque flashbacks.
0: Yes. And they're all all the kids are wearing masks. Out in the yeah, park. that's yep. what
1: it is. Yep, yep. 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 It's very folk horror, like very, very like folksy cults type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really effective. It's really cool. Well,
0: uh, this is also the uh, uh, film debut of Charlie Theron. Yes, we should just throw that out there. She actually gets a
1: pretty uh, a pretty bloody death too. Mm-hmm. I was I was I didn't expect her to uh, die. I I just assumed she was going to be reaction shots for most of the movie, and then she actually gets a death scene, and it's actu- it's pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Like she is, she doesn't survive the the third act bloodbath.
0: Here I'm gonna try. I'm trying to pull up this picture of the uh, the the Mary statue. I wonder if it'll
1: come out. Oh yeah. Yes. It's, it's terrifying. So creepy. It's, it's so terrifying. terrifying. It is the genuinely terrifying. The way it's lit, like, I don't know. I mean, I assume there's a little bit of CG there, but like it, they pull it off. It's mm-hmm. it's a really unnerving effect. It's really cool. It's really good.
0: Yeah, this movie has again like we said all three of these movies are very very different the first one is pretty much presented as a straightforward horror movie leaning more Mm -hmm. into the cult aspect of it the second one is very much i don't want to say yeah i would say it's it's tongue it's definitely tongue-in-cheek
1: yeah there's no way that it's not there's no way that it's not at least slightly in on the joke yeah you know
0: and then this one here is not really interested in in doing like a creepy cult movie. It's more of like let's have some wild special effects because we have Screaming Mad George and let's have some genuinely terrifying moments in it as well. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um I and I love movies that take I one of my favorite one of my favorite horror movies is Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Mm-hmm. It is a it is 100% like a guilty pleasure. It's much like much like Children of the Corn 2. It's not a good movie, but it's a very fun one. And I love the I love the idea of taking I mean just horror in general and putting it in a city. You know? Yeah. When it's done well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When it's done like Scream like when it's done like Scream 6. When it's done, you know, like I mean, I guess it's not super done well, but they have fun with the concept in *Leprechaun: Back to the Hood*. Yeah, and they they have similar fun with this. Uh, I think *The juxtaposition. People that rise. Yes. Oh my God! Exactly. Like so, it, it, this is like this is a trope in horror, and I think this gets overlooked in that area because like this is really good like urban horror. Mm-hmm. I I I love it. Um, it's a perfect like marriage of like cult folk horror mixed with mixed with like inner city horror. And you even said it yourself. It's really funny that this is set in Chicago and this movie has more corn in it than the second one does.
0: Yeah. The second, the second one I gave a lot of crap to, because there is not a lot of corn besides like, besides when the kids are like actually like cultish. Yeah. Otherwise it's a lot of like in the forest or near rivers or waterfalls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like until the third act they're not even in like a corn
0: town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah, this one is very much like about the the corn. Like the corn, the yeah. corn is the main plot of the of, of the movie.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. The uh, the mother's death. I'm a sucker for a good pipe through the head, especially when they do the gag of like the water coming it's, it's out of the gone. mouth. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like my body. Yeah, exactly. It it felt like a, it almost felt like a purposeful homage to that, did it not? Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. Um,
0: I can I see really, Dream and Matt George as a fan of My Bloody Valentine.
1: Oh yeah, I I loved the mom's death scene. A, I didn't expect her to get killed that early in the movie. She's like the first kill. Well, okay, no, the homeless guy's the first kill, which his death was pretty gnarly mm-hmm. too. He got all vined up, and you think the same thing's going to happen to the mom, and then she escapes. And you're like, oh, shit's going to hit the fan. She's going to tell the husband about the crazy corn and he's not going to believe her. And then she trips over a pipe and lands on another pipe and it just goes right into her skull and water starts pouring out her mouth. And it's a really funny visual gag, Mm -hmm. but also like genuinely shocking and upsetting. Like I was like, oh no, not the mom. Like,
0: (laughs) this movie the one thing I didn't like about it is that I feel there's a bit of a pacing issue yeah when we're not in the kills and some of the kills um especially early on are characters we literally meet to get killed
1: yes I yeah
0: like there's that like is the, true. there's like a doctor in the beginning that gets murdered
1: yeah he's Only in it for like the, what, one scene? Yeah. And then the next scene, he's dead. The homeless guy. And then the homeless
0: guy who wanders into the cornfield.
1: Yeah. So it feels like they didn't know which characters to, it feels like they knew they needed kills earlier in the movie, but they weren't able to kill their characters, like any of their main characters for plot reasons. Mm -hmm. So they just, every once in a while, threw an ancillary character in there. Which, Which is, is it's fine, like a lot yeah. of movies do it, but this one's really obvious about it. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. And there's another, I'm trying to remember what there was. There was at least one more character that they like introduce. Yeah, she works at like a she works at, at the uh the, the the like adoption center. Oh, yeah, the
1: right, the, yeah, the like person who the. Yeah, the child services lady yeah. or whatever.
0: Yeah. 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 She's
1: in it for like two <laughs> scenes, and one of <laughs> and them like is a death gone. scene. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: Which is kind of crazy. Usually, what you do in these movies, especially ones set in a school, and you have like the outcasts or the main characters, you set up school bullies.
1: Mm-hmm. So the
0: school bullies get killed, and they don't do that in this.
1: No. Like, there aren't even really any bullies.
0: There's one okay. that, but There's he like the joins the, the cult.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. So for this movie, I think my biggest recommendation is I I recommend all three movies
1: mm-hmm. for
0: very different reasons, I think. I think yeah. all three are very enjoyable. Um, I still like the first the best. Just because I feel like that one just flies. Everything just flies by. The second one is kind of just a bonkers movie and you need to watch it with friends and just laugh at the movie more yep. so than i mean there's with like laugh with the movie moments but it's more so laugh at the movie
1: yeah 100
0: the, the third one is like yeah this is a screaming mad george special effects movie
1: extravaganza yes. man like especially in that third act like that third yep. act is insane i also appreciate the um the Halloween three esque ending, I guess not totally Halloween three. I like that they go back to like, oh, this corn is still shipping all over the yeah. world yeah. for all these like child cults to start popping up, and I, I I did I just love that. I
0: guarantee it's never touched touched upon in the other. oh, Oh,
1: one hundred percent not. Um, given the fact that they don't seem to care about continuity even between the first three movies. No. Um, I I yeah. I doubt that it'll be explored further. I just, I really like the, I don't know. I I read some letterbox reviews where they were like, why did we even go back to that? And I'm like, I thought it was a fun stinger. Like, I I liked that. I liked Mm -hmm. that they were like, yep, this is the first crate. We'll be shipping out more next week. And I'm just like, it doesn't completely make sense because it's like, well, who's still authorizing this? Because both by the end, both Eli and the dad are Mm -hmm. dead but somehow this corn's still getting shipped out he who know. walks behind the rose works in mysterious ways. He am I right Works
0: in mysterious ways? Maybe it's the, the sheriff from the first movie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's green corn is finally going to come out.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I think we re- uh, we both recommend all three of these movies. Yeah. Surprisingly, absolutely. I was surprised.
1: I was surprised too. Um, I like,
0: I'm excited to rewatch the second one, especially on a better format. I think yes. that will help with the enjoyment. I already you know, had a blast watching it, but I think an overall better picture quality, we're going to have more fun with it.
1: I really kind of want to just like, not not immediately because I, I probably just need to cool off from it, but like I do want to rent it on a digital platform sometime and see if the transfer is better, at least on digital.
0: Yeah. I just don't trust some like, Renting it off Voodoo because it yeah. might be the same.
1: It's probably like that's what I'm thinking is it's probably the same. Mm-hmm. But on the off chance it isn't, I kind of want to try it. You know, okay. I don't know. We'll see.
0: We'll see. Maybe when we talk, Children of the Corn for the Gathering. Maybe Children of the Corn Five. I'm just reading these off Fields of Terror. Uh, Children, Children of the, the
1: Corn th- Six Six. Yeah, six. <laughs>
0: Isaac's Return. And then Children I feel of
1: the- like that one I might have seen.
0: I that I'm one might returned. have
1: been one of the sequels I've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and then Children of the Corn Revelation. That's all that's left on on these. I think there's the maybe it was Revelation.
1: It was one of those like later two. I think.
0: I've I think seen. there's Children of the. I think there's just one called Children of the Corn. Yep, and that's there's... the sci-fi remake. Yep, and, then and I saw of that. The Corn. And that's bad. The Children of the Corn Genesis.
1: I might have seen, so like, I think I did see a chunk of these as they were kind of coming out.
0: I know they always um, played on sci-fi too.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what it was, was they were always playing on like sci-fi. So I think mm-hmm. I've seen some of the later sequels. I don't remember a whole bunch about them though.
0: Uh, and then the last one, the latest, Children of the Corn. I have the the Blu-ray that I didn't know I won from Fangoria. So thanks Fangoria.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, I, uh, I'm excited to see that one.
0: Yeah, I it's going to be terrible, but I want to watch it.
1: But it might be enjoyable kind of terrible. We I don't, don't think
0: so. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> I don't try You and do you <laughs> and I you and I sometimes enjoy very different things. That's true. I I don't know. I love everything. It's it's hard for me to it's hard for me to like totally slag him.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Can you still see me? I see you. Oh. Yeah. My screen went out for a minute there, so I didn't know.
0: It was he who walks behind the road.
1: It's <laughs> like, how dare you? How dare you say Blast that you FEMA. like my bad movies?
0: Outland. All my movies are good. <laughs> uh, That's it yeah. though. That's Children it. of the Corn, one through three.
1: Highly recommend three. Honestly, highly recommend all of them. Yeah. Like I, I had so much fun with this. Like, mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna watch another Children of the Corn movie for a little while after yeah, this. we'll, we'll wait here. Yeah, but like, okay, I I will say by October I'll probably have watched Urban Harvest a few more times. <laughs> no, I I right. just want to watch it for the screaming mad George effects again. Like they were so good. They were so good. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's put this freak back on the leash and wrap things up.
1: A bounder, but. All right. Should we plug?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's get to the plugs.
1: All right. Well, if you like this show and you always want more, and we know you do, you can subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and Anchor. Or if you want to see our mugs talking about this, sometimes we show off what we've bought on screen. You can also watch us on YouTube. Um, We try and make it at least kind of visually fun for y'all so uh, i was yeah.
0: gonna try to pull out a mug when you said that and i don't have any,
1: any <laughs> i don't have my mug i'm i'm drinking out of a can tonight usually i do have a mug okay. <laughs> so yeah and uh on socials you can always follow us on facebook twitter and instagram uh just search screams from the basement um our usernames are a little different across all platforms i think but you'll
0: find it yeah you'll, you'll
1: find it. us so uh yeah yeah check us out we uh Joe Bob is coming back this Friday. So I'll be uh, live tweeting from the uh, hey, screen. He from was the basement already Twitter. back.
0: You didn't want to watch the walking dead. The uh, one of the spinoffs.
1: I did, but that was when we were doing our podcast prep. Oh, it was that Sunday night. I think.
0: Yeah. I that's no, a, I have no interest in watching that.
1: I don't have any interest in the walking dead movie. I just want to watch more Joe Bob and Darcy. <laughs> so if they air it again, and I think they said they were going to air it a few more times on shutter and maybe other places
0: no
1: if they do i'm gonna try and catch it uh it's a new show
0: it's a new show right
1: i think it's a movie I th- i'm pretty sure it's like a movie with negan and maggie i
0: think it's a show
1: is it a show i don't know
0: i don't, I don't know either i know they're working i on haven't like kept andrew- up
1: with walking dead since like season seven
0: yeah same here uh i know andrew <laughs> lincoln is working on the movies. But I think there's okay. a Daryl spin-off too.
1: There is a Daryl spin-off. I just saw that. There are so many spinoffs. Right. I just saw I just saw one that was like a teenager one that was on Shudder, like the first season's on Shudder or something. It's like Walking Dead, and it's some subtitle. And it's like, oh, when a group of mm. teenagers, and I'm like, okay so is we, it like what,
0: a yeah what else can we tell in the yeah anyway so we're not gonna be covering walking dead anytime <laughs> <laughs> no. no 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 instead next time we're we're gonna say it here we're talking some tv shows that have yes. some horror themed episodes we'll talk after the show and bounce some more ideas but if you out there listening if you have any ideas you think we have to include for tv shows that have horror episodes like yeah like uh bob's burgers halloween uh episodes um i would throw in like i said boy meets world has the like slasher episode
1: that one's great um psych has like a a friday the 13th inspired episode like it's really it's actually kind of fun um well probably ixnay like treehouse of horror though right because like those we already
0: yeah that could be its own episode
1: that that should just be its own episode. Yeah. Because we already yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that are introduce you like to, horror
0: shows. We're not gonna cover that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. No. But we yeah, it'll be fun to pick out some episodes that the both of us like from mm-hmm.
0: We could do Family Matters where Steve Urkel has a uh a uh, a uh, uh, what are those? A ventriloquist dummy that comes to yep.
1: light. Yeah. Yep, one hundred percent. Oh my God. We could do the Freddy Krueger Goldbergs episode.
0: <laughs> I've actually watched. That's the only sh- episode I've ever watched of the Goldbergs.
1: Oh, is it? I, yes. I love that show, but, uh, but yeah, that's a really funny episode. I love it.
0: Yeah. We have options people and we want some more. So let us, let us know in the oh. comments anywhere you can. uh Oh
1: Oh my God. I almost forgot about something else I've been do be doing. And that oh. just reminded me. I watched the Robert Englund doc on screen box. Yeah. It's incredible, dude. It's so good um watch it because you'll you'll love it um just being a robert england fan everybody should watch it it's tremendous um they actually do spend a chunk of time talking about like robert england talks about how excited he was to come back to the role of freddy krueger for that goldberg's episode and they do they do like a little i don't know three or four minute chunk just on that episode it's pretty cool so yeah Check it out. It's one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Uh, the Robert Englund doc. I think it's called American Dreams and Nightmares. The Robert Englund story. Yeah. Check it out on Screenbox. It's dope.
0: Sweet. Alright, Sam. Let's wrap this thing up again. You can yeah. uh, um, um, leave us your suggestions in the comments below. Anyway, for uh, for Sam Lens, I'm Casey Kelderman. Thanks for tuning in.
1: And sweet screams. <laughs>